Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa McDonald. Welcome. Luxflag has been offering comparative labels since 16 years ago, before the whole idea of greenwashing and taxonomy even started. How did it come about? Yeah, it came about in, uh, in Luxembourg, I mean, thanks to the Grande Duchesse, because uh, she started and we together with uh, some, some actors uh, in, uh, in Luxembourg about the microfinance. And uh, so the last 20 years, um, Luxembourg has been uh, very involved into that, uh, that field. And uh, this is why uh, Luxembourg created the first label on microfinance and that in continues with the other impact labels. At the moment, we have four impact labels. So microfinance, environment, climate finance, and green bonds. And this is, this is how basically Luxembourg mandates is uh, to support uh, sustainable finance transition. And now we have even three of the sustainability transition label, uh, the AG label that was created in 2014, way before the um, uh, EU regulation, the SFDR, or the, the EU Sustainable Action Plan. And we created last year the EAG Insurance Product label and this year the EAG Discussion Mandate label, which is mainly for banks. Uh, we intend like that to encourage uh, towards more sustainable finance in, uh, into the financial sector. Look, having a label is all very well and good, but it's only as strong as its recognition and as its um, integrity, if you like. So how have you made sure that the label means something? Because at the end of the day, if investors are going to be guided towards a particular label, then they have to understand what it signifies. Yeah. Yeah, basically a label is a signal for an investor to provide to them clarity that uh, if a fund is, uh, has been granted a label, it's because it has passed through a, a, a deep screening of its portfolios, but also uh, we are reviewing the policies, processes of an asset manager, also of an institution managing that fund. And we are also especially looking at all the underlying assets we check that the exclusion policy is in place and that uh, exclude, for example, controversial weapons, controversial jurisdiction, or controversial uh, behavior, which is also very important, especially in the times that we are living. And uh, basically, we, we, um, there's different steps also. Uh, there are a, a first level review and then a quality assurance review, the CEO review, then we have uh, uh, for each level LGBT committees that are uh, composed of um, independent experts known into that uh, specific field uh, that are uh, also able to provide recommendations regarding a specific level. We have different categories of recommendations. It's not only positive at once. Uh, there is also positive with follow-up, positive subject to, depending on where that fund is in, in sustainable uh, compliance, let's say, towards our LGBT criteria for specific label but not only. Uh, and then later on the board is, of course, taking the decision to, to grant the label or not to that um, applicant. Which is quite amazing, because I mean, you're talking about the G in ESG long before the term ESG was even coined, I think, no? I mean, so you were quite uh, forward-looking. 
Yeah, looks like has always been somehow pioneer into into uh, that sector. Uh, thanks, of course, to a true commitment, I would say, uh, as a political level, but not only. Thanks also to involvement of uh, uh, all together to the public and the private sector. Basically, looking forward to what Luxembourg could bring as as a commitment, specific commitments uh, in a global environment where we can uh, play a difference as a financial centers, but not only as human beings. So basically what you're talking about is this is something that we had to do anyway. It's about time that we, we actually put a name to it and started taking it forward. Yeah, and now I think the, the EU regulation is helping somehow to provide some, some standards and, and definitions which will help a lot. Uh, although this is perceived sometimes by, of course, asset managers, especially because it has been uh, quite burdensome uh, to comply with, especially with uh, now the predisclosures requirements of the taxonomy and, and all of that. But f for sure, this is something. It's a question of mindset that should uh, should um, change change the way uh, investments are, are, are made. And uh, we very much encourage and accompany, uh, I mean, all applicant funds and, of course, the asset manager managing them. Um, to uh, We support them, we guide them, we train. Also, sometimes we have also um, a sustainable learning center. As part of that, we, uh, we provide training to specific actors. And uh, we have also an associate membership program, which helps a lot. Uh, also, um, for them to showcase, we have an annual event, for example, which is called the Luxembourg Sustainable Investment Week, where we can showcase basically what we have done um, on sustainable finance to the others. We can engage also, network and, uh, and uh, share best practices. This is very key uh, because it's all about engagement and we check all these engagement policies and the voting rights policies, especially because like that, uh, something can happen, especially with big players and, and, and big companies involved in, in, in fossil fuels and, and nuclear. Or, or, yeah. You were actually at COP27 um, in uh, November in Sharm el-Sheikh. What was your feeling there? Obviously, there are a lot of steps forward, but they seem to be so little. They seem to be such baby steps. Did you come away from there feeling optimistic for, for the future or not? I think we, we, we have to... What's positive about COP, but I mean, in one setup, uh, although it was quite chaotic that time, uh, in one setup you can meet with I mean, so many different kind of actors, the UN, the, the MDBs, um, uh, the so civil society, private sector actors, that are somehow doing something as a first step in, in, um, in sust for, for sustainability, for impact investing. We had, by the way, uh, um, a side event about uh, impact investing with VIB, with Finance Emotion, with uh, a professor from uh, the University of Luxembourg. There were also the other actors um, from Luxembourg, from the Luxembourg Sustainable Finance Initiative, from the International Climate Finance Accelerator that were also presenting what, uh, what um, they are doing and with other partners, of course, from the private sector. I think we, it's a small step, but at least this fund is lost and, and, and um, funding fund is um, 
it's really a small step. I, I was expecting something more. Of course, there are several COPs that we are all expecting a bit more engagement and more commitment from, um, especially from uh, from rich countries. But let's let's think positive that after what we passed uh, out of COVID and now with with the situation, the crisis, energy um, crisis, and 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 the war at our borders, I think that's in any case it's the beginning probably of if we want to see some hope that probably there is a certain momentum at least uh, the small islands and indigenous people community have been a bit more recognized even developing countries uh, that could benefit from that fund uh, let's hope that uh, they will make good use of that money that uh, Luxembourg has pledged to put uh, quite a lot of money into that fund um, and um, I think we will accompany all our actors will will continue to accompany those countries and uh, and to do it maybe right <laughs> from the beginning uh, I was expecting more uh, as I think most of uh, people present there unfortunately this is something which is uh, dealt at the political level uh, not so much from uh, civil society um, actors but for sure Having attended several COPs, that was also kind of achievement. And uh, so let's hope for the next one, probably to push a bit more and, and, to, uh, and to the right direction. So, Look, it all comes down to how it hits people's pockets. And of course, when we're talking about sustainable investment, etc., etc., we're talking about big corporates and so on. So let me ask a really naive question. We've had now years of the the idea of sustainable finance and so on and you've had the label for 16 years has it made any difference has it actually changed the behavior of corporates and has it changed the behavior of consumers when it comes to demanding more responsible investment yeah i, I think so i'm really i'm really um Seeing, uh, I mean, changes, especially in uh, in our work when we when we um, screen portfolios, we see very much big actors, big companies. Of course, we we label only financial products and insurance products, not corporates or asset managers. But for sure, there there is um, an increased demand also uh, for more greener products. So, which means that uh, thanks probably to the consumer demands and investors also playing a, a big role uh, for some of them, uh, especially the young generation of high net worth individuals, they want to make a difference in, in, uh, in their investments and they are capable of doing it because we really need much more private capital to be channeled to um, sustainability. And especially this is, this is very much uh, visible into the impact investing sector. But for, for the rest, there are of course uh, kind of certain number of commitments toward SBTI, for example, for some of the most uh, political... SBTI? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Which is, uh, which is basically where, where big players like... Uh, um, especially in the energy sector, mm -hmm. are somehow more polluting. And so there is a commitment that uh, towards 1.5 degree or 2 degrees um, out of there. And so I see very much that uh, the trend is there and uh, it will take a bit of time again. But 
frankly speaking, I'm, I'm, I, I'm very, very positive because over the last uh, years and also looking at uh, how many uh, applicants we have, especially on the EAG uh, label, some of them are now moving even more to um, impact labels, which is a good signal, meaning that they have learned somehow uh, out of the process and they are uh, willing to engage even more uh, into that sustainable uh, finance journey. That's um, obviously a very encouraging point. One of the important things of, of having the support of all of these people is their what was their point of reluctance, their pain point before they applied. And up until quite recently, it was seen as being um, a cost rather than uh, a benefit, a competitive advantage. But what you said about the fact that there is now more demand for this has shown perhaps that it, it isn't even an option for entities to, to stay out of this framework. Yeah, I think for, for most of them, we have understand there are a lot of opportunities of uh, appearing like uh, and, and being a true actor in, in, in engaging in sustainability. So uh, because there is that, that kind of demand, let's say, from, uh, from uh, customer or investors, especially also now retail investors that are younger, and they, they are, of course, more... Uh, um, connected to a, a global environment and learning uh, what's happening uh, uh, in the world, basically. So they want to, to they, they, they are looking forward to their future, to a, a better better future in certain sense and a healthy one. So they are interested in, in putting their money in only in, in uh, sustainable products. And uh, so I think that this is something where, where they, um, for those actors, uh, it's, it's, um, this is why they, they want also for, for companies, depending of course who is leading them, uh, that they, they, they want to play a, an active role. And, and I see that as a, again as a positive, uh, positive momentum. Speak to me a little bit about the uh, associate membership, because obviously this is very important going forward to see how um, how other jurisdictions deal with this um, and they're not necessarily competitors because you're all trying to achieve the same things I presume. So um, I understand that you've got uh, 92 associate members as of December 2020 so presumably since then the numbers have changed. What, what, what does associate membership mean? What can it bring with it? Yeah, basically for the associate members, uh, it means that we are part of the community, of course, not only of Luxlag, but let's say on the sustainable finance community, especially in Luxembourg. But we have also uh, international uh, associate members that are not only um, because we are headquartered in Luxembourg. And it means that um, they can engage with us. Uh, we have a special, uh, let's say, um, relationship uh, especially with us, but uh, not only with all Luxembourg um, act or sustainable finance actors, but also uh, with uh, with uh, similar asset manager uh, active into the same field. Or we can also uh, showcase at our annual events. We have different kind of we can we can support them if they want to present specifically their work uh, out of webinar conferences or. or 
Um, and again, uh, we can rely on us even if uh, some, um, although we are not a consulting company, of course, we can rely on our judgment of our knowledge if they want uh, a specific training uh, to be given to some of their um, uh, personnel or if they want to, um, to engage um, uh, uh, with, with, uh, with us on, on a specific um, team. We've talked a lot about financial products and so on, presumably the, reg, uh, the ones that fall under regulation. What about the non-regulated market? For us, this is not something we, I mean, we can only label a financial or instance product which is, uh, I mean, under supervision or yes. regulated. So for but the there's other still one, a huge, yeah, big amount out there yeah. which is not regulated and they are presumably the most uh, important ones in terms of, you know, consumer protection, etc., etc. No, So what's going to happen to them? Yeah, there is, I mean, for, for, for now, there is also the uh, regulation regarding uh, corporates that we will have to comply with. And uh, for all of these uh, also non-regulated products, uh, I think there is also already kind of eco label, which is more something uh, uh, which is uh, regulated at the EU level, but has been existed for, so, for quite some time. I don't recall uh, exactly uh, uh, when was this um, implemented, but for sure, uh, I'm, I'm the path is there, so I, I believe that the uh, EU will also uh, tackle those products in, in the near future. I don't know exactly when, but uh, I mean, uh, this is really uh, something that uh, no one will uh, somehow uh, be, be left out of that uh, sustainable finance journey. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.